You're listening to the Career Reset Podcast with your host, Mel Savage, episode number 52. It's time to take control of your career. Welcome to the Career Reset Podcast, where it's all about you creating a thriving career that you love. I'm your host, Mel Savage, former Fortune 200 exec and certified life coach, and I'm going to help you stop stalling out your potential and start really maximizing it so you can achieve your career goals way faster with a lot less drama. Let's get started. Well, hey there, my friends, Mel Savage here from The Career Reset. And as always, I'm here to help you achieve your career goals faster, easier, with a lot less drama. We could all use a lot less drama in our lives these days, right? Hallelujah to that. Last week, I mentioned that I wanted to talk about another little terminology that I came up with uh, on a topic that I deal with a lot with clients. And this terminology is called career impotence, okay? I know it sounds super dramatic, career impotence. And yes, it does sound very provocative but and dramatic. And I just finished saying we need a little less drama, but I did that on purpose because I really want to highlight with this dramatic terminology, I really want to highlight the drama that people have when they experience what I'm calling career impotence. Okay. So now you're thinking, all right, what is it? <laughs> well, I'm going to get into that in this podcast. But the first thing I want to tell you is a ton of people have it. And when they have it, they don't think of it as such a big deal. Like they think it's a big deal, but not enough to do something about it, but it does keep them stuck. Okay. The thing is though, even though when you have it and you, and you don't want to do something about it, if I turned around and said to you, look, you have career impotence, it would sound really serious, right? You'd be like, what? I do not. <laughs> you have career impotence, <laughs> right? You might be offended by it. So that's why I chose kind of a provocative terminology for this quote unquote affliction. Okay. Because I want to shock people into realizing it is an affliction. It is something that you have. Now, some people may not think it's a problem and that's fine. But usually the people I talk to think it's a problem. They just don't know what to do about it. So if you don't like the results that you're getting from career impotence today, I'm going to talk to you about how to fix that, how to deal with that. Okay. So I'm going to get into detail about what I really mean by career impotence. I'm going to talk about what the symptoms are if you have it. And of course, as always, I'm going to tell you what you can do about it. Okay. What's the medicine? What's the cure for this affliction, right? We could all use a cure right now. But before I get into it, I want to make a really, really exciting announcement. I am doing a brand new training session and I'm doing it live, a live training session. I'm doing it for two days, like I'm offering it for two days, December 8th and December 9th, and I'm calling it career success in 2021, right? Because it's the end of the year. We're going to start fresh next year. And why not ramp up for career success next year? Why not get yourself sorted and ready? So I packaged up my top career accelerating strategies, okay? My top career accelerating strategies. And I put them into this live workshop where I'm going to focus on taking you from stalled out, stuck, disconnected from your career, maybe to thriving as this unstoppable success, right? I want you to thrive as an unstoppable success because you deserve it. I'm talking about knowing what you want and how to get it in such great detail that you know how to turn every office obstacle that you face into a strategy for success, okay? Because 2020 was a shit show. And if it taught us anything, it's that we need to be ready for anything. And when it comes to your career, that really means having a plan where you are set up for success no matter what is thrown at you, no matter what comes up. Okay, so if you are interested in attending that training, that workshop live, then go to thecareerreset.com forward slash 2021. Okay, thecareerreset.com forward slash 2021 and sign up for the workshop. I can't wait to see you there. All right, let's get back to career impotence. I love this title so much. It's probably just me, but I love it. So I want to start by just defining the word impotence, okay? Because there's a lot of stigma around that word. So I want to make sure that we define it because a lot of us associate it with men, erectile dysfunction. Um, some people think there's a lot of shame around that word impotence because it does mean something's wrong with you, right? 
in fact, I was, I was worried about actually using that word because I thought Facebook might shut me down. Like they like to shut people down for using provocative words. Sometimes we'll see. They don't seem to shut people down for fake propaganda or hate speech, but they like to pick on little old random people who use, you know, provocative words, but we will see what happens. Okay. So here's the definition of impotence, just the word impotence. Okay. It means unable to take effective action, helpless or powerless. Okay. Impotence means unable to take effective action, helpless or powerless. So what does that mean when it comes to your career, right? It means you are scared to take action. It means you are giving your power away. It means you're stuck in a situation that doesn't serve you, but you're paralyzed to do anything about it. You're, you're powerless. You're helpless. You're not taking effective action, right? You're stuck in, I don't know. Okay. I always say you're stuck in, I don't know. Career impotence is being stuck in, I don't know. And when you are saying, I don't know, there's probably two major buckets of, I don't know that you're dealing with. Okay. I don't know what to do. And I don't know what's going to make me happy. And there's all different forms of that um, and specificities around that that are specific, obviously, to your situation. But I don't know what to do, and I don't know what's going to make me happy. So not only do I not take effective action because I don't know, I don't take any action. And it shows up like, I don't know what to do next, or I don't know what to do about the situation, or if I should look for another job or deal with this problem, right? I don't like where I am right now, but I don't know what would make me happy. I don't like my boss, but I don't know what kind of boss that would make me happy, right? You're stuck in this uncertainty and confusion. And you're terrified to make a mistake and potentially make things worse because you're not really sure what's going to make things better. And I want to talk about three main thoughts in the I don't know that are keeping you impotent. Okay, the first thought is, I don't know if the decision will work out. That's just a thought that maybe you don't know that you're having in your head that's keeping you stuck. It's this fear of not being able to predict the future, right? So you might be saying like, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know what makes me happy. But really what you're thinking is, I don't know if the decision will work out. And that's just the fear of you know, not being able to predict the future. You're fearing something, like you're fighting reality. <laughs> no one, I don't want to say no one, but almost no one that I know of anyway can predict the future. And because you can't, you're staying stuck, okay? The other thought that you're having is, I don't know if I can handle it. So one is just a fear of not knowing what's going to happen. Another one is sort of a lack of self-belief that you can figure things out as you go. Like you just don't believe that you can handle whatever's going to be thrown at you, right? And then the third thought is, I don't know where the problem is or what the solution is. So this is you just sort of avoiding the emotion, I don't know where the problem is. I don't know what the solution is. I can't find out. I don't want to, you don't, you're just avoiding digging in to facing what's going on with you, right? And this is almost the worst one because, you know, at least if you know that what you're fearing is the future or you're fearing your um, ability to handle things, that's something that you can understand as an obstacle and learn to deal with. But if you're just like avoiding even looking at it at all, that is a really tough place to be. And certainly you need a coach who's going to fight you and make you really peel that onion, really get underneath it, Right. What I really want you to know is this I don't know thing is a powerless move, okay? It is a powerless move. Every time you say it, it is a powerless move. You are giving your power away. It is a phrase that ruins lives and it ruins careers, okay? I think that I don't know are the three most dangerous words you can ever use, all right? I know that's a very like strong statement, but when it comes to your life, saying I don't know is just giving away all your power. It's going to keep you stuck. It's a phrase that is a sign that you are indulging in confusion, Okay? indulging in confusion. That's a terminology I want you to think about, that you are indulging in confusion. What do I mean by that? It's an indulgence, right? Confusion is an indulgence. Confusion is actually a con. It's a con. I don't mean like a pro and a con. I mean, it's a trick, okay? Confusion is a con. It's a con that your brain is playing on you, right? And it comes back to, if you've listened to my podcast, talking about this for the last couple of weeks, it comes back to how your survival brain works, okay? I call it your survival brain. It's your cerebellum. It's the part of your brain that is primitive. Um, It's the first evolution of our brain. It's the, people call it your lizard brain, right? It's the brain that all animals have. And your, I call it survival because the purpose of your cerebellum is to keep you alive, is to keep you to, is is to um, help you survive. That's the motivation. And there's a motivational triad. There's three parts 
that your brain thinks about, if you will, that, keep, that are focused on survival, right? Your brain helps you avoid pain, seek pleasure, and conserve energy, right? That's how you got to stay alive all these years. As, and that's what all animals do. They try to avoid pain, seek pleasure, and conserve energy. Now, here's the thing. If you are experiencing career impotence, if you are stuck in uncertainty and confusion, that's a painful place to be, right? And so you might ask, well, wait a second. If my, if my brain's job is to avoid pain, why is it keeping me stuck in this pain, right? Why are you telling me that my brain is trying to con me to stay confused? Because that's painful. And I thought that my brain was trying to, was supposed to rather avoid pain. That's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked it because there are levels to your pain, okay? Your brain is trading off levels of pain, okay? So the more your brain knows what to expect, you know, in terms of how it feels in certain situations, um, what's going to happen, what, you know, the pain it expects to feel, when it knows what to expect, it's less scared, right? It feels comfortable in a certain level of pain because it's used to it. But when your brain doesn't know what's going to happen, right? It wants to protect you from any potential outcome. Whenever your brain doesn't know what's going to happen, it thinks danger, danger, right? And it wants to protect you from that outcome. It doesn't matter if that outcome is good or bad. It's the same. A couple of podcasts ago, I talked about success intolerance, which is um, another way of talking about self-sabotage, okay? Success intolerance is kind of the same thing. Your brain doesn't know what's going to happen. And even though what you're trying to achieve is actually going to be a great thing for you, or you think it's a great thing, because your brain doesn't know how it's going to feel when you get there, it doesn't want you to go there, right? So your brain likes to stay with what it's comfortable with. It's trading off the pain it knows for the pain that might show up if you make the quote unquote wrong decision, right? So your brain is conning you to feel confused because it's trying to avoid the feeling of fear of failure or loneliness or sadness or whatever might come up if you make the wrong decision, right? It's just avoiding what ifs, basically. So the confusion, it's throwing up confusion to keep you stuck and that confusion is a con. And I'm calling it an indulgence, this emotion of confusion, I'm calling it an indulgence because it's easier to feel confused than to risk any other emotion as far as your brain is concerned, right? It's indulging in confusion because that's easier for your brain than the what if. So now that you know you're being conned by your primitive animalistic brain, the question you want to ask yourself is, do you want to let your primitive brain drive the bus? Okay. Do you want to let your primitive brain run the show or run your career or run how you make decisions? Right. Because you have this really amazing other part of your brain that humans are blessed with, which is your prefrontal cortex. Right. There's lots of amazing parts of your brain. So believe me, I'm no neuroscientist. And if you are one, you're going to be like extremely underwhelmed by how I talk about the brain. But in its simpler, simplest form, your prefrontal cortex is what I call your strategic brain. So you have your survival brain and you have your strategic brain. And your prefrontal cortex or your strategic brain is the brain that plans and solves problems, right? It's the brain that's working when you decide to take risks or put yourself out there and be logical and weigh the pros and cons of a situation, right? It's your brain that reasons. This is the brain you're using when you're working, like when you're at work, when you're making decisions at work, when you're writing plans, when you're up there presenting, when you're doing your good job, right? Your strategic brain is driving the bus in those situations, right? This is the brain that you actually want to activate. This is the brain you want driving your life, driving the bus, making the decisions, right? So how do you activate this brain in the moments where your survival brain is taking over? Because when, I, won't, I can go down a rabbit hole on this, but your survival brain works much faster than your strategic brain, right? It's like Monica from Friends, like when some, the teacher asks a question and Monica's hand goes flying up. I know this is a really weird analogy, but like Monica's a survival brain. And so it takes a minute for your strategic brain to kick in. But when you notice that your survival brain is feeding you, you know, fear-based emotions or conning you with confusion, you can trigger, manually trigger, if you will, your survival brain, okay? How do you do that? So like I said, first thing, you gotta recognize the con, right? Confusion, I don't know, is the biggest con that makes you powerless. So the minute you start saying, well, I don't know what to do, that's a sign. <laughs> the minute you say, well, what if I make a mistake? That's a sign that your brain is feeding you emotions to keep you stuck. And that's when you wanna activate your strategic brain. And the best way to do that is ask it an empowering question. If you wanna activate your strategic brain, you gotta ask it a question. And the question I always ask my clients is, well, what if you did know? Because I'll ask them something, well, I don't know. Okay, what if you did know? Let's play around for a bit. 
Okay, let's just pretend. What if you did know what to do? What would it look like? If you could do anything, what would it look like? And when you say to your brain, let's play around, let's just pretend, let's try it, it sort of takes the pressure off that this is real, and then you get a chance to be creative, right? And when you start to get creative, when you start to get kind of trigger your strategic brain, that's when you realize that you actually do know what to do. The problem is that you, isn't that you don't know what to do. The problem is that you're just freaking scared to do it, okay? And that's excellent news because now you at least you know what to do. Now you can go to the next step and figure out how to do it and how to not be scared to do it. But the first step is knowing what you want to do, right? So you can get even specific. You don't have to just say, what if you did know? You could say, you know what? What if, what if I did know how to start liking my boss better? What if I did want to appreciate my boss? What would I do? What if I did know what I wanted to do or what would make me happy, right? What if I did know how to handle this difficult situation at work? What would I do? What, what would I do? Like, what if I did know that I wanted to leave this job? Like, what if I had made that decision? How would I go about it? Just act, asking your brain, kind of reframing I don't know into what if I did know, blank, what would you do? That's you activating your brain and then just answer the question, okay? Answer the question. Allow your brain to answer the question, right? That is you coming up with the first steps of the plan. Now, a lot of people think decisions are scary. That's one of the reasons, like, okay, even if you did know, you answer the question, what if I did know and you come up with a plan, is that you making a decision? A lot of people are feeling decisions are scary, but I want you to know that they don't have to be. They don't have to be scary because here's a secret about decisions that I, I want you to know. Here's, here's how you can make the right decision, quote unquote, the right decision every single time. Are you ready? <laughs> You're going to love this one. What determines if a decision is good or bad is actually not what happens after the fact. Okay. It's how you think about what happens after the fact, right? Any decision can be a good decision if you want it to be a good decision. You get to decide how you think about everything. This is the most amazing news, right? This goes back to all the cognitive behavioral work that I've been talking about during this podcast, how it applies to your career. This is the work I do with my clients. And the basic thing is that every problem you have is a thought problem, okay? It's a problem because you're thinking of it like a problem. You get to control what you think about things. And so you get, you get to control if you think a decision is good or bad, no matter what happens after. And I'm not talking about lying to yourself. Like, oh, well, that's just like lying to myself and avoiding reality. No, <laughs> you get to decide what your reality is, right? If you decide you want to make it sound, be bad and focus on what's missing, then that's, that's you, that's fine. That's your decision. But you don't have to make that decision. You get to decide what your reality looks like. It's like, you know, if you made a decision, like, let's just take something simple. Let's say you put up your hand in a meeting and you say something and it's a, an idea that's rejected during the meeting in front of everyone in the meeting, okay? You get to decide how you think about that and how you react to that. If you're someone who like, shuts down and feels humiliated and then afterwards leaves the meeting and you know is like oh this is terrible my boss hates me they must think I'm stupid and then you complain to your friends and your colleagues about it that's one way to handle that situation that's a reality that you're creating for yourself another person might just go oh okay <laughs> I always think about that SNL character that young guy Pete Davis where he's like oh, okay okay <laughs> nothing phases him right and so it could be like it doesn't phase you it can be like yo we didn't like that idea let me try another one right every person gets to decide how they handle every situation you create your reality I'll give you another example right I when I when I left corporate and I wasn't gonna do the nine to five thing anymore, like in terms of going to an office, this is before everybody was working from home. Like I was always a trendsetter. Um, I decided that we would move to our lake house and we would sell our home in the city. We bought a little condo that there that we rent out and we moved up north to Lake Huron, okay? And it was kind of a huge risk of sorts if you wanna think about it that way. We moved to a town of 12,000 people, okay? Versus living in a town that had basically, you know, 4 million people, like a radius of 4 million people around us. Now, where I live now, the closest town is 30 minutes away driving, and the closest town only has 22,000 people. If I want to go to a town with like a significant population and like a mall or something like that, when we can go to malls again, I have to drive like two hours, right? So like Amazon is my best friend. There's no sushi in my town. There's no good Indian restaurant in my town. Um, the only sushi in my town is at the grocery store, which by the way, is not a thing. Grocery store sushi, not a thing, right? So I just want you to be aware of that. And so I could sit here all day and say, oh no, I can't go clothes shopping. I can't have sushi. I miss people. I miss hustle and bustle, right? I miss Indian food. I miss food delivery. There's like one pizza place that delivers here. I can't go to Soul Cycle anymore. I can't go to the theater, all these things. I could focus on that. Or I could say, 
you know what? I love my town. I've made really good friends here. Um, I walk to the beach every day. My dogs love it. Every time I leave the house, I see someone I know. I don't have to commute in the snow anymore. I hike in the woods every weekend, rain or shine. You know, I appreciate nature more. Um, and I get Indian and sushi when I visit my friends in the city, right? Which I will do again when COVID is over. So I kind of look at it like I have the best of both worlds, right? I can go to the city in a, in a heartbeat and then I get to come up here and be in the, in the country on the beach. So it's kind of awesome, but I get to decide what I focus on. And when obstacles come up, I just deal with them, right? So any decision is a good decision based on how you think about it after the fact. That's all. That's it. You don't have to be afraid because you get to control what happens after this decision is made. You get to create your reality after the decision is made, right? So you never need to be in I don't know again. The only time you should find yourself saying I don't know is maybe in response to a question someone asks you where you don't actually have the information. And even in that case, I would suggest you add the word yet. Like instead of saying I don't know, you might say I don't know yet. Or you can say instead of I don't know yet, you can say I'm going to find out, right? You don't actually have to say I don't know ever again. You can literally strike I don't know from your repertoire, okay? That is the solution to career impotence. Never say, I don't know again. Always ask yourself, how could I know? What would I do if I did know, right? And I'm going to talk about this and more stuff, right? Plus how you take on that list of obstacles, right? What do you do next when you know, now you've made this list of, okay, this is what I would do. How do you tackle that list, right? I'm going to talk about all of that in my upcoming live training. Like I said, it's only two days. It's December 8th or December 9th. You can go to the website for the times and pick the day and sign up at thecareerreset.com forward slash 2021. And as I said to you, it's called Career Success in 2021. That's why that's what the website link is. What? It's all coming together. I know. Um, because you know what? 2020 is over. Let's get ahead of it. Let's like get refocused now. We are almost at the end where we don't have to like be teachers and homeschoolers and work from home and life is almost going to be back to normal soon, fingers crossed. So let's get ready. Let's put our plans together and let me share with you my top career accelerating strategies to help you get from kind of maybe stalled out and disconnected from your career to really thriving as the unstoppable success that you deserve to be. Okay. So Here's a decision for you. Should you come to this session? Hell yes, you should come to this session. Okay, thecareerreset.com forward slash 2021. And you should especially come to this session if you have career impotence. Okay, that's all for this week, my friends. So the big takeaway I want you to take from this is strike, I don't know, from your vocabulary, right? You don't know those words anymore. And instead, I want you to ask yourself, what if you did know, what would you do? Have fun with that this week. I can't wait to hear what comes up for you. And I will see you next week. Bye for now. Hey, if you're frustrated with your career for whatever reason, and you're telling yourself you're just not sure what to do next, so you end up doing nothing, then go to thecareerreset.com forward slash deserve and book your free 45 minute career strategy session so we can talk about how you can create the thriving career you are absolutely capable of. And I'm going to share with you my proven five-phased career planning framework that helps you clarify and successfully achieve all of your career goals. So go to thecareerreset.com forward slash deserve and let's start creating the career you deserve. I'll talk to you next time. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.